Hello, beautiful queens. And join me as we open up conversations that help women walk through difficult transitions and inner healing while unleashing the potential that God has placed within all of us to become untamed and unchained. In each episode, you'll get the tools and resources to create the change in your life that you desire as you unleash your vision, your gifts, and your voice and your confidence to live the life of your dreams. I give my listeners and clients love and support. However, I do take the direct approach and we cut out that BS in your life. So instead of playing small, you can create big leaps into your life. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello, Queens. Today, I'm so excited to bring you Sophia. We actually met on Instagram and then she did a mastermind class and for a masterclass and I watched it and I was like, you all need to experience her and her services and what she does because I just feel like you bring the sexy into sales, honestly. And <laughs> I'm going to let you share really what it is that you do and introduce yourself because you're the one that does it the best. Mm, yes. Thank you, Liana. It's so great to have you. Am I saying that right? Liana? Yeah. Liana? yeah. Mm-hmm. You're saying I love right. that. Such a beautiful name. Thank you. Awesome. Yes. Thank you for having me. So I'm Sophia Christine. I am a spiritual business sales and leadership mentor for spiritual entrepreneurs. So coaches, Reiki practitioners, breathwork facilitators, even therapists and hypnotherapists and people in that realm. And yeah, I, I help mostly women. I have had a couple of male clients, but something about helping women feel more confident with sales and learn how to grow their business. It's just like super rewarding. And that's what I do. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. And so what made you actually come into this? Like where you were like, you know what, this is because as I mentioned, and you obviously know because you're solving a problem is money and women. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of bunk and junk that happens. So what made you be like, this is what I want to do for a business? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting what you say about women. I, I totally feel that because as women, we haven't actually had the right to work or earn money for even that long. So I find that as women, we do have a lot of conditioning. Um, that's definitely a part of the work that that I feel passionate about today. But initially, I got started in this work because I, I knew back in 2010 that I wanted to be a mentor and a guide for other people. And this was before the coaching industry was what it is today. So at the time, my dad actually had a stroke and I didn't really have that great of a relationship with my dad at the time, but because he had a stroke, somebody, one of his doctors recommended he see a hypnotherapist. And it was kind of like this revolutionary thing. And he started seeing this hypnotherapist and he started to experience real healing for the first time in his life. And he was like, Soph, like, I love you. You need to experience this as well. Like, I want you to heal. I want you to have the experience that I'm experiencing. So my dad introduced me to mm -hmm. hypnotherapy and NLP and the world of the subconscious mind when I was like 16. And it was such a revelation for me because at the time I had been experiencing severe anxiety. I grew up in a home with a lot of chaos, a lot of fighting, and I didn't have a stabilized nervous system. And I had a lot of stuff going on in my mind that was creating severe anxiety within me. So when I started learning about the world of the subconscious mind back in 2010, I knew I was like, somehow my life's work is related to this. But then flash forward, I was so young. I was like, I can't be a mentor for other people. Like I'm too young. Like nobody's going to listen to me. So let me gain more life experience. So I ended up moving out to California. My dad lived in California and was like, I'm going to like be an entrepreneur and I'm going to like make something of myself and I'm going to be a millionaire. And I understood the subconscious mind and law of attraction and all these things I learned about really young, but I, I didn't feel like I had real life experience. So I tried a bunch of different paths. I tried acting and singing because I'd always loved that. And I started teaching yoga because I was like, I love yoga, trying to figure out like, what was the thing for me? Mm -hmm. And I ended up 
almost by like a divine twist of fate working in sales. And I always had this attitude towards sales of like, I don't know, I like to do things that scare me. And mm -hmm. something about sales was uncomfortable and it pushed me outside of my comfort zone. I originally started doing cold calling for a real estate group and I was so shy. Like I used to be very socially awkward, very shy. Um, I have nuances and, and different layers to my story. Like I used to have, I, I had substance abuse problems at during my my life because of the anxiety that I experienced and because of my social awkwardness, <laughs> my like nervousness in social interactions. So I, I, I knew that I wanted to improve upon this. I also knew that I always wanted to have my own business. So I was like, what's going to scare the crap out of me and also give me a foundation for me to have my own business? Sales. So it was kind of like this weird twist of fate. And I ended up doing that for years and learned that I actually really love sales. Interesting. So yeah, so I, I did the real estate thing, cold calling for a little bit. And then I ended up working in digital marketing sales, which was much more aligned with my long-term vision because that was fully remote. That was online, generating income online, also getting to learn marketing and sales at the same time. And I realized, I was like, you can literally create opportunity. Once you have something to sell, you can create opportunity. I say it's out of the ether with sales, with lead generation, with the internet. It's almost like you can pull opportunities to make money, like literally straight out of the ether, right? Like you and I met virtually online, right? Mm -hmm. Like the ability to meet people and connect with people and provide a service to provide value for other people. But then you have to have that aspect of sales, of lead generation or or in a more conscious heart-centered terminology of awareness, right? Like you didn't know I existed six months ago, right? And now here yes. we are. So yeah, so I'm really passionate about that. And then over the years with my love for sales and my love for spiritual growth and subconscious healing and personal development, I found that there's this gap in the marketplace where there's all these women who love this work and who want to build a business doing what they love, sharing their magic with others, making a big difference in other people's lives. It's not even just about the money, it's about the impact. And I found that there are so many women who, because of, I believe, because of a lot of our conditioning, because mm -hmm. of the years of, of being told like we're less than less than a man like you know not even having the right to work or to earn money until relatively recently that i really love helping women learn to believe in themselves and learn to feel more confident with sales and learn how to actually monetize the things that they love so that they can make a big difference in other people's lives and in their own life Yes. Oh my gosh. That's such a beautiful, powerful story that you shared. You know, I love, I always love hearing because I'm a transformation coach. So I always love hearing the transformation story of like where you were. And it just shows the possibility of like how you were saying you used to have social anxiety and all these things that used to scare you and anxiety in general and just the chaoticness of it. And then once you healed and how you stepped forward and did the things that scared you, now you're using that to actually create a change in other people's lives. That's really beautiful. And it's really, really powerful. And it is something that is so many women have like a dream or a vision of something. And us women, we are great at helping everybody. You know, we're like, oh, I'll just help you here. I'll just help you. But in the bigger picture of things, we, we also get drained and we get exhausted. And so it's like, I feel like most women are like, well, I want to make money, but is it okay to make money off of this? Like there's, you know, yes. um, and I know like I was even that way in the beginning. I was like, well, I just want to create, you know, change in people's lives. It was like, don't look at it. 
thousand dollar sign. And I'm so glad that, and that was a lot why I wanted to bring you on here too, is because when I saw you in your master class and I was like, you bring this excitement, you bring this joy to it and you bring like all this energy, but it's, it's not something that you can tell a woman. It's different than a man. You can't tell a woman, okay, well, just make up your mind. You're going to make, you're going to make money and this is what it's going to be. And she can lead with her head. We are heart centered. We're spirit. We're very yeah. spiritual. And so what do you find that is like, like, what do you find is one of the biggest things that comes up in the women that you work with that they really come up against to really step into actually, okay, it's safe for me to make money and own that. Mm, yeah, such a good question. I do find a lot of women feeling uncomfortable charging for their services. And they there's like this underlying story of I'm not worth charging this much or, or nobody would pay me this much, right? You hear people say, I want to charge my worth, which is kind of, yeah, it's a subjective statement because you're worthy and whole as you are, right? And then there's this aspect too of like understanding, I think women feel guilty for taking money from people because they don't understand the value and the impact and the, the potency of the work that they're doing. And they there's this story of like, it makes me a bad person if I'm charging for my work. It makes me somehow like, like not good or not lovable if I'm if I'm asking people for money for the amazing work that I do. And I see this in a lot of women, right? They feel guilty asking for money. They feel like they don't deserve to be paid that much. And there's nuances to it, right? Like in the beginning, you don't usually start charging $100,000 for your work. So I do believe in pricing and integrity and pricing in a way that feels aligned for you. But at the same time, if you do have a service, if you're providing a service that is genuinely benefiting other people, why would you not charge for that, right? Like my car mechanic has no problem charging me for his services. Mm -hmm. So why, if you're essentially like, a mechanic of the soul or like a mechanic for people's mindset or a mechanic for people's relationships. And you're helping people fix these areas of their life. Why would you not deserve to be compensated for that work? Yeah. And I see this in so many women where they, there's just like almost a disconnect in their mind where they have this sense of remorse when they have to ask for money for their work. Yes. I, I laugh because I'm like, yeah, that, that was me. And I like how you said the mechanic of the soul, because that's like, feels so aligned with what I'm like, never do. That was so good. Um, that was me. Like, so I have a cleaning business and organization business, and then my coaching business. Now my cleaning business and my organization business, I had no problem charging because it was like, you could see the physical evidence of it. It was like, okay, we can see the change. You can see what's happening. And my coaching business, I, it was exactly what you were saying. There was this, this there was this whole like discombobulated thing going on. Um, I'm actually still navigating through some of it because you're like always growing and it's like, oh, the prices change and you know that you're going to evolve and you know that like I invest in myself. So I'm always growing. So my, my price is going to grow. It's going to go up. And there's, but I remember in the beginning, it was like, well, um, I don't know, like, that feels a little like I'm taking something from somebody if I charge them a certain price when in the reality of it is like you said, the potency of what I was giving to them to help them transform their life. So what I would love to hear you share on how, for a woman to get out of her head and to connect to her heart and get rid like, how do you help them get rid of those stories? Mm, yes. So I have become obsessed with what I refer to as shadow work. And I think, you know, some of these terminologies are thrown around in the spiritual world and everybody has a slightly different interpretation of what that means. But for me, the way that I help women is helping them get clear on the stories that are behind that emotion. So I've been studying the subconscious mind for over 13 years and I've gotten really good at, excuse me, <clears throat> at decoding the language of the subconscious mind. So oftentimes 
we feel an emotion. You, you, let's say you're going to sell or you have an offer that you want to present to somebody and then you feel nervousness or you feel stickiness. There's the somatic level, right? Like the breath, the nervous system regulation. And then there's also the mental and thought layer of it as well. So the thoughts that you're telling yourself that are fueling the emotion. So how I see shadow work is getting really clear on what are those stories that are going on in the mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, for some women, you know, I, I briefly mentioned the story could be, I'm a bad person if I ask for money or I'm unlovable. I'll be unlovable. I'll be rejected if I ask for money or I'm not worthy of charging that much. Nobody would want to pay me that much for my work. And the reason why it's a shadow is because a lot of times those stories are not in our conscious awareness. So it's subconscious. It's below the conscious awareness. So by by number one, recognizing what the story is that's creating that emotional response, right? And there's so many subtleties to this also. And there's so many like, hundreds, if not thousands of stories. And, and people talk about like limiting beliefs and these thought patterns. I, I feel like they're more just energetic patterns that are created by our thoughts. And the more that we can bring light to those shadows that we've kept in the dark, those energetic patterns that we've kept in the dark, the more that we can start to resolve and, and, For me, there's also a spiritual component to it as well, right? Like I believe we're spiritual beings. We are connected Mm -hmm. with divine and that universe, God, source, goddess, whatever you want to call it, loves each and every one of us, wants us to share our gifts with the world and Mm -hmm. also wants us to make a healthy living, living our dharma, doing what our soul's work is, right? So if that's the truth, if the truth is that our higher power wants us to thrive and succeed with our soul's work, with sharing it with other people, but then there's this layer of the mind that's telling us like, oh, you're not deserving. Oh yeah, nobody would want to pay you that much. Oh yeah, if you do ask for money, people are going to hate you and nobody's going to like you and your old friends from high school are going to like unfollow you on social media, right? Like all like, like some of the stories, I hear that a lot too from women, like, what are people that from my high school or from college going to think of me if I start showing up? And it's like, that's, that's like a mind story, right? Like that's a story that's going mm-hmm. on. And again, that truth, that, that very highest perspective, the highest perspective is that you are love, that your higher power is supporting you, that your higher power wants you to thrive and succeed. But so often we have these stories, these shadows that prevent us from being able to connect with that highest truth. So the work that I do, not only do I help women by by teaching them the practical side of sales as well, like what to ask in a sales call or how to overcome objections or how to set up a sales funnel and actually bring people in through your business, provide tremendous value or earn people's trust and then convert them into clients. But I also help them with the energetic side of it as well, which is understanding those short stories, doing those shadow integrations. Because ultimately, I think, sales and starting a business is really a journey of connecting back to your highest self of feeling worthy and deserving of the success that you're calling in and that that vibration that feeling of worthiness that feeling of deservingness that feeling of pure unconditional love and service related to the work that you do that is that's the vibration of your highest self so in order to achieve that through your business, we need to do the energetic work so that you can become a match to that vision. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Thank you. I felt, speaking of energy, I felt all of your energy so passionately. And that was why um, when I, you know, when we connected, which I wanted to say like how we connected on Instagram, because you can feel people. And a lot of times I ignore messages just being honest, when people drop in my DMs, I'm like, yeah, I know what you want. Yeah, I know what you want. And not wronging them for it because everybody is running their business, doing their their thing, their own beautiful way. But because I am very heart-centered, if I can feel if it's like just a copy and paste. Now, not saying that yours wasn't copy and paste. I don't know, but your energetics behind it was 
I could feel your heart in it. Like, hi, I'm here. And that's what made me respond to you was the energy that was behind the message. And so I wanted to bring that out to you of like how that is what stood out to me. That's actually what made me be like, oh, okay. I like, I like her because I can, like, I felt you. And I think that's often a missing piece. And I would love to hear your insight on this of what your thoughts are. And that's where I have, you know, I connect more and more on Instagram. I'm growing there with it where I'm actually very aware of my energy when I send messages because it's like, I know years ago I was in network marketing and they were like, you know, send out 30 minutes. And I would sit there and I'm like, I can't do this. This is like an ick. Like it's like just, it's, it's like vanilla white of like, I am, and I wasn't where I'm at now with everything, but I just remember, I was like, why am I sending out like 30 messages to people that I don't really even like feel like I'm connected to, or that I'm not connected to what I'm doing. And so, um, yeah, but I kind of went off on a bunny, a bunny rabbit trail there with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you ask is like how to maintain the energetics and stay connected to your heart, even when like yes, yes, because I know there's, yeah, I know there's a lot of like conversations that I have with women who, and that's not, that's why I'm like, I need to get Sophia on here because that's not my superpower. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is transformation, um, where they get stuck. And I know that I've had this, and like I said, I'm still growing in it, even is like, okay, I know I should be sending messages or I don't know what to say. And it's like, what well, it all starts with what's happening in here of, do we feel, you know, which I'm going to let you run with it now of, yeah. How do you, yeah, I, I love that question. Cause my background is in direct outreach and I always joke. I say, I say that cold outreach is the sexiest unsexy way to grow your business because <laughs> most people, right. I love it. And I love it. You introduced me. You're like, you're making sales sexy. Like, yes. Like as, as a woman, I'm, yeah. I'm like, first of all, every woman, regardless of your shape, size, age, or, you know, all these like nuances, like we're fucking sexy. Like, sorry, yes. I'm dropping F bomb. No, we are. we're real. sexy. Like, yeah, we have this like sensual essence. And, and I think, well, that's, that's kind of a side tangent, but, but yes, but direct outreach is the sexiest unsexy way to grow your business. And the reason why I say that is number one, most people suck at direct outreach and they, what, when people hear cold outreach or cold DMing, they think cold pitching. And that's yes. not what I'm saying at all, right? So the energetics that I approach it with, and I love that you ask this because I actually am a weird person and I love direct outreach. I love cold outreach. I'll use those terms interchangeably because to me, they mean the same thing. I, when I worked in sales, I told you I started cold calling for a real estate group. And if you've ever cold called, it's not the most pleasant job. But again, I was trying to get out of my comfort zone. I also, I worked as a waitress for a long time. And again, that was something that made me feel uncomfortable because going up to strangers and being like, hi, I'm Sophia, I'm going to be taking care of you. Mm -hmm. But I did it for so many years that I don't know if I just became like numb to it or if I just became more confident or I just like learned that like, I'll be safe no matter what. But I, I realized that I genuinely love people and I genuinely love connecting with people. So the way that I approach cold outreach is not like, hey, are you going to buy my thing? Like, I need you to buy my thing. I just see you as a number that I'm checking off. But I see you as like a real human on the other side. And since I've been doing this for a long time, when I, when I sw switched from real estate to digital marketing, I started doing cold outreach there. And I used LinkedIn and I did cold email outreach. So literally eight hours a day, like type people very personalized emails and be like, hey, I was looking at your website. Like, I love that you do this. This is super cool. Like, would you be interested? This is the work that my company and I do. Like, would you be interested in a free analysis? Like, blah, blah, blah. Looking back, I can see that there were things I could have improved on. But I started getting on calls with people. And I ended up getting on the on calls and, and signing some big companies as clients, like big companies that are like household brand names. I was like, these are real people on the other side. And I started make, making connections and meeting real people and building real relationships through cold outreach. 
And that shifted my perspective because it was no longer like, this is a numbers game. I need to sell people. I need to make money from this. This, it became, I'm genuinely building relationships and connecting with people. And I've always seen that pay off for me in business. So when I do it now in my business, because this is how I started my business. Two years ago, I got really serious. I had a full-time sales job and I was like, I can't keep selling digital marketing. This is not my passion. This is not what I want to do. I want to be a coach. I want to be a guide and a mentor for other people. And I got really serious about it. So I hired a business coach and she helped me organize my ideas and create my first offering as a business coach. Then came the question of how do I get clients? Well, I was like, well, I'll do what I know how to do. And that's reach out to random people on the internet. Like that's what I'm really good at. And I, I love meeting people. Like I also love going to parties and festivals and like meeting people. Like I could, I love having conversations with strangers on the street. Right. So the energy that I approach it with is like, I want to really connect with you as a person, but I also know that the work that I offer is really powerful and really valuable and can make a huge difference in your life. So I'm very confident in the work that I offer. And I know for the right person, I don't have to convince people of the value or the power of my work, right? You either want it or you don't want it. And I'm happy to connect with you either way. If you want it, fuck yes, let's do it. Like, let's grow your business. If you don't want it, I still love and respect you as a human and there might, and there's always value in connecting with people either way. Also too, understanding that when you're reaching out to people cold on the internet, relationships take time to build. So there is this aspect in business, people speak of lead generation, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I said, it's more about generating awareness and generating visibility. Mm. And in my experience, old outreach is a great way to connect with new people, to get new eyes on my work. And I also understand that this is a long game. So I'm in this for life. I don't plan on going anywhere. So if I meet somebody through cold outreach, a lot of times people take six to 12 months before they want to join my programs because it takes a while to nurture people. So mm -hmm. I think also too, a lot of people approach this strategy with a sense of false urgency. It's like you either buy now or I'm not interested in you. And I really approach it from this aspect of nurturing and building long-term relationships. And that has served me really well. Oh my gosh, that was so eye-opening in so many yes with that urgency and I think that's what I feel a lot of times on the other side when people message me of like well I'm just here to sell you this product if you want it if not then goodbye and I'm out of here and it's when you go in with that nurturing and that nourishing and because yours was your message was very simple but it did feel so sincere you know coming from you and that makes you stay. And I did hear you. I can't remember if you did a live or did, was it on your, I don't feel like it was on your master mind quiet, but where you were talking about cold outreach. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm so glad that we're talking about this because this is expanding the horizons because uh, we can be, we can feel very confined. I know, obviously you're clearing a limiting belief in myself right now because I was just like, oh, well. You know, but when you explained it the way that you did of, I'm not going anywhere, I care for the long-term. And I do, that's the thing is I genuinely care about people. If you buy from me or not, I care for you as a person. And so it would be removing that limiting belief. I love that. It's so, thank you so much for sharing that. That's, that is so good. So when you were saying, because then you said you also have the other aspect of sales that you share, which we really haven't talked much on. Did you want to talk? You lit up. Like, did you want to yeah, talk? Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fun with it. Do whatever. It's the, the floor is yours. Before you stopped yourself too, because you were a little bit like about, you started about going central. And I'm like, girl, whatever you want to talk about, like there's no filters, there's no gates. Like just do your thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know every now and then, I feel like I, I look like such a nice, sweet, innocent girl. So I try to overcompensate by dropping a nice F-bomb every now and then. Like, I got I got a tough side too. I'm here to get it. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I also feel like 
a lot of women have this attitude towards sales of like, I don't want to be sleazy. Like people don't want to be sold to. Mm-hmm. I hear this all the time. People don't want to be sold to like, yes. what, like what a limiting belief that is. How is that limiting you and your business? Right? So the energetics of how we sell is so important when you, when you're really embodied in the belief that the service you provide is valuable, that the service you provide is making a massive difference in other people's lives. So this is something that I see a lot too, when it comes to the energetics of sales, that women have imposter syndrome, or they question their ability to really facilitate a transformation in somebody else. They're like, oh, I don't know if this is really going to work, right? So so gaining experience, that belief, I think, is developed through real life experience, through working with people, right? So you don't, you don't just like pop out of the womb. I mean, some people do maybe, but and you're like, I, I have the best service in the world. Like I know this works, right? You learn that it works because you you try it, you test it, you see that it works, right? So so getting that real life experience, seeing that your work is actually powerful AF, that you're able to get people mm. results through through your work, then you're able to shift the energetics of how you sell. Because it's no longer like, oh my God, I'm a sleazy car salesman and like, oh, like people don't want to be sold to and like they don't want to want to tell them about this. And the energy shifts to there are people out there legitimately struggling with the thing that you have a solution to. So it's not even about you. It's about serving these people who are praying. They're staying up late at night. They're stressing about this thing that they're experiencing in their life. They have a deep desire within themselves to shift their reality, to shift their perspective. And you have the solution to help them. So for me, when I shift the energy towards that, to to instead of people don't want to be sold to, okay? No, your ideal clients, there are people out there who want and are literally praying for the work that you offer. Your ideal clients want you, right? Like the, the phrase, what you want, wants you is so relevant to sales. Like people want you, they, they want you and the magic that you have to offer. Not everybody will. Not everybody will be a yes. Not everybody will want what you have to offer. So this is another important aspect of sales. I hear this from my clients all the time, the fear of rejection. But Mm. what if they say no? What if I get rejected? What if I put this out there and nobody wants it, right? So these are good questions to ask because I also believe as a business owner, it's important that the service that you offer is a match for an existing market demand. So market demand is like, it's a very broad thing though. Like I've been joking recently, like people make a literal full-time income selling photos of their feet on the internet, right? So there's a a market demand for feet photos, right? So there's billions of people all over the world. I promise you, if you have something that you love, there's a way to package it and position it to meet an existing market demand. And market demand means that these people have a desire for whatever it is that you offer. And if you have something that you're that you offer and it's a fit for a market demand, then the fear of rejection is almost irrelevant because you understand that not everybody's gonna be it. Yeah, there's a demand for it, right? But but not everybody is gonna be a yes. And this also is an important aspect of sales. One of my mentors would literally say, go for no, like go for no, celebrate the no's, celebrate the rejections, because if you can get a no, you can also get a yes. And I think one of the things I learned when I was cold calling and when I was working in cold outreach was developing this resilience of being okay and falling in love with rejection because not everybody is going to be for you, right? Like some will, some won't, so what? Some are waiting. And Knowing when you believe, when you're embodied in this belief that the work that you do is powerful and people need it and there's a demand for it and there are people out there praying for you who are going to be like, thank you, thank you for showing up and for sharing this. And that's a different energy to sell from than I need you to buy this. I'm going to use a car salesman. Like, I don't, I need you to buy this. Otherwise I don't want to talk to you. Right. Like different energy. 
was great. <laughs> that was like switching lanes really fast, really fast in traffic. It's like, woo! <laughs> and it really is. And I love, um, it's, you're really, I just want to say you're really, really good at what you do because I can feel your energy very, very forcefully and it's very powerful. And I hear you bringing it continuously back to the potency, knowing the power and the potency of what you do, like what, that, how powerful it is and the potency that it holds and what an impact it is going to make and what kind of like whatever your service is. So what about the woman that is like, well, I don't really know. Like I, I know that I, cause I have this and mom's like, I hear this in a lot of conversations. Well, I kind of have like this, I want to do, I think I might want to do this, or I think I might want to do this, but I'm not really sure. Um, and they, then they backpedal. And I, a lot of times it's, it's the fear of sales. It's the fear of making money. It's the fear of them putting themselves out there. And so what, like, and I'm sure you probably have women that you even deal with that come to you. What, what do you suggest to those women? Yeah, I think it's getting clear on what is what is the story again, right? Yeah. If you're a new coach or you're a new business owner and maybe you're experiencing imposter syndrome and you're like, listen, we all, I, I see a lot of spiritual bypassing with imposter syndrome of like, oh yeah, you're not an imposter. Like just bypass it. Like oh. sometimes there's truth in it. If mm -hmm. you've never worked with clients and you've never gotten people results, that should probably come first, right? So I think, I think again, this false urgency, there's a lot of false urgency in the coaching industry. A lot of the women I work with are coaches, although I have worked with several therapists and hypnotherapists and breathwork facilitators. Um, but there's this idea of like, I want to have a, a six figure business in six months. Some people do, and that's totally doable, mm -hmm. but the majority of people, it takes them a long time to develop their craft, to develop their belief in themselves, to find their voice and to work through all the stickiness that comes around with it. Right. So yes. I think gaining experience is one of the best ways to build this belief. Right. Mm. So when I started coaching, I did donation based coaching for like nine months where I was literally I was doing spiritual life coaching and just doing it for donations. I was getting certified as a coach. I was in a program and I literally didn't know this was back in 2020. I didn't know if I was actually able to facilitate a change in somebody else's life. I knew that I had experienced my own transformation, but I wasn't sure if I was able to do it for somebody else. And this is the question that I think really wears on, on a lot of people's confidence in the beginning stages. It certainly did for me, not mm -hmm. knowing if the work that you do is actually going to work. Is, yeah. Does this stuff actually work? Right. And, and I think that's why being an entrepreneur requires so much bravery and courage, because there is this piece of like, Hey, this worked for me, but mm -hmm. will this work for other people? And, and there's two pieces of it, right? The one piece is believing in your own transformation. So if it's, if the work that you're providing for other people has made a deep difference in your life and you know how you guided yourself through this, maybe it be a dark night of the soul or a, a transition period in your life. And you know that you guided yourself through the set of tools and you've furthered your training and you understand like all these things. So then I think there's a reason for that. And I think that is the foundation of belief that allows you to feel more confident in sales when you're like, yo, this mm. stuff changed my life. And I, I'm, I'm passionate about sharing it with other people. So there's that aspect of it too. But then there's this aspect too of, of, okay. So the first part I want to finish um, with this is proving to yourself that the work you do actually works right by gaining experience, working with people, right? Like, like, so many of us are in a rush to build the business right away mm -hmm. before we build the skill set that we need in order to facilitate the transformation. Yes. So that's important. Get good at your craft. Get really good at what you do. Do whatever it takes. What are you willing to do to get good at your craft? I did donation-based coaching for nine months so that I could get really good at it. I'm not saying you need to do that, but if you're just starting out, right? 
gaining experience is such a powerful foundation of sales because then you can speak about your client results. You can speak from your lived experience about the work that you do. You're more embodied in it and you're not just you're not just basing your sales off of ideas. So there's that aspect of it too. But also, oh my gosh, I could take this so many directions. Um, <laughs> I love it. There's, there's the aspect of developing practical skills that will make you feel more confident in selling your work. So like, like I mentioned, learning how to do a sales call, learning what to ask, learning how to how to move people through their objections, even learning how to be a better coach. I have seen that sales and coaching are actually like kind of the same thing. Handling objections is essentially like coaching people, mm -hmm. coaching people through their fear, right? Like mm -hmm. a lot of objections are based on fear. Is this going to work for me? What if I don't see an ROI? What if nothing changes? And then you have to coach people through their own fear, through their own mindset stuff. And when you learn how to do that, not only do you become a better coach, you become better at sales and you also help facilitate that change in other people too. Oh, oh my goodness. That is, mm, there was so much wisdom that you dropped into that. And I, I want to say thank you for like how real you are because there is a lot of false urgency in how you said about, I know in the beginning of like for years, I quote unquote coached people before I actually coached people. It was, I kind of fell into it, not on purpose, but did I like denied my soul calling for the longest time? Cause I was like, oh, I don't want to do this a lot. But yet I was like on the daily coaching people. And there's this internet world that is like 10 figures a month, six, you know, six yeah, figure, yeah. all these different, and it's creating this false urgency, like you said, and to hear you talk about it the way that you did and bring it out so raw and real, I feel like it's just going to have a lot of women just be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like it's okay. Like it's going to take time. And that's where, um, several women that I've worked with in the bit, I'm like, you can pretty much and yes, like, obviously it's the stories and the energy, but you can pretty much plan on like going out on the playground and playing for a while because you're learning about yourself too. You come up against, <laughs> you come up yeah. against yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even oh, know, yes. I didn't even know there was that many versions of me inside of myself. And I still am like navigating through those parts and pieces and you know, we don't mean to, but we go on the internet and like, if you're doing businesses or if you're even, I remember when I, before I really decided what I wanted to do and I did like the network right and then I would watch and I would be like, oh my gosh, well, I'm not there yet. Or, oh my gosh, they're already here. Why am I not like, you know, making 10 grand within three months? Well, because yes, there are people that do that, but also what is their background? Like, where do they come from? What have they been doing prior to that? all of those things. And so I feel like there needs to be more raw realness coming to the world of like people actually sharing to give other women hope and to give them that empowerment. 1000%, 1000%. This, this idea of being an overnight success, I feel like is such bullshit, honestly. And, and listen, I don't want to limit anybody. So if somebody's listening and they're like, nah, like, I believe I can have a six figure business in six months. By all means, I believe you can well, too. I'm not, I'm not saying you cannot do it. I've just, I've been coaching for three years now and I, I'm always learning and growing and there's still things like my next mission is to, is to nail viral content. I'm proclaiming that to the universe. Like I want to get good at that. So that's Ooh, not my expertise. Right. I'm a master at the DMs. I'm a master at sales calls. Like that's what I'm really good at. Right. So there's always ways that you can learn and expand, but I've noticed, like, I know this woman and I don't want to like say names, but she's a millionaire. She's made millions of dollars in her business. And she really positions her marketing as like, I like started a podcast and then made a million dollars in six months. And I've worked with her and she's amazing. And I love her work and her work has deeply changed my life. But there's a backstory that is mm -hmm. for, for five years, she was freelance writing, 
traveling the world, meeting people, sharing her voice on social media without offering a single coaching offer. So she built this warm and engaged audience for five years and then launched a coaching business and made a million dollars because she had done that legwork for so many years. Yeah. She doesn't publicly talk about, and listen, I'm not saying this from a place of judgment. It was just like, it was comforting for me to know that like, oh, there's not something wrong with me because I haven't made a million dollars in my business yet. Like it's, oh, she actually put a lot of legwork into doing this before she experienced that level of success. The other thing I will say too, is there's this aspect of being energetically ready for the level of success that you're calling mm-hmm. a year ago like I said I've been coaching for three years a year ago I had the same goals that I have now but now I'm actually accomplishing my goals a year ago I was not accomplishing my goals but you know what looking back to where I was a year ago I was not energetically ready to hold the level of responsibility that I have today. Today, I have a full ass mastermind. I have 13 women in my mastermind all over the world who rely on me, who like come to me for advice, who look up to me. A year ago, I was not energetically knowing, seeing how much, and like, I say this with so much love, but it is responsibility to hold space for 13 women. And a year ago, I was not energetically ready for this level of responsibility. My nervous system was not ready. My mindset, my my energy. So I wanted it. And it's not really like, like I knew the strategy back then, but my energy was not ready to mm-hmm. hold the level of responsibility. And I feel like if you've um, read the um the big leap by gay mm-hmm. it's about the upper limit problem right yeah so for me one of my upper limits has been the level of responsibility that comes along with success so again when I when I speak about the shadows and the energetics of this a lot of times people are setting these goals but they're not looking at their upper limits or their shadows for me a year ago I was not ready for the level of responsibility that I need needed in order to have the the business that I wanted. And looking back, I'm like, thank you universe for not giving me what I asked for back then, because I was not energetically, I had clients, I was still working with people consistently, but I didn't have 13 clients. I had like five and that, that to me was great. And I still had a job. I only recently within the last six months transitioned full-time into my business. So there, there was this aspect of like, Oh yeah, that's a piece of it too. If we're speaking of false urgency, like I'm not going anywhere. I want to do this stuff for a long time. So I'm willing to put the time and the energy into building real relationships, building a loyal following, building a brand, building a legacy, building a movement that's meant to last. Mm -hmm. And for the first two years of my business, I did have a part-time job as I was building, right? And Mm -hmm. I don't hear that spoken enough about online either because you do see all these people. Yeah, I started a business and started making a hundred grand a month or 10K a month. And that, that might be true for them. I don't know their backstory. I don't know where they came from. My experience was I needed to energetically prepare myself. I needed to prove to myself that the work that I do works. I needed to prove to myself that I'm really good at what I do. And now I feel like, okay, now I want to make a hundred grand a month. And now I have the systems and the the Mm -hmm. offer and the knowledge on how to do that. So I do think there's this natural unfolding and development. And a lot of people just get really impatient. They're, They're not able to sit with like you mentioned, this journey brings up a lot within yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You get, yeah, somebody rejects you. Something doesn't go the way that you you want. Maybe you even get a hater online or or God forbid, one of your clients doesn't love your work, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it happens. Like, yes. I want to acknowledge that. Like, and some of these moments can be so taxing on the nervous system, on our energy. So I do think resilience in sales, in entrepreneurship is so important. And it's when you can develop this resilience and develop this attitude of like, 
I really believe in this work and I'm not going anywhere. And then you share that with the practical skills that you need to grow a business. Like again, learning sales, learning how to build a sales funnel, learning how to do one-to-many sales, learning how to do lead generation. There's always going to be more skills that you can learn to improve as a business owner. I feel like it's a never-ending journey. And the universe will only give you what you're energetically ready for. Yeah. Ah, yes. And, you know, you shared on your stories the other day that I was like, thank you, Sophia, for saying this. You had a fun weekend. And you talked about how, yeah, you're posting about your fun weekend, but how you have worked behind the scenes. And it really inspired me. I actually, a few days later in my stories, made some content around that because I'm like this needs to be talked about more like the realness of what happens behind the scenes because yes I know people see me travel and see me doing a lot of fun things but what they don't see is the endless hours excuse me that I'm putting into like investing in myself and um, writing stuff down and taking classes and, and improving my skill set and all of like it never stops which is beautiful yeah. which is what I love and like you said the entrepreneur journey like I feel like the more that you grow in it the more possibilities you see like it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger which is beautiful and it's fun it's just learning how to meet yourself where you're at and allow yourself to grow in that place in space and that might mean having three to five years where you're navigating through like allowing giving yourself that place to do that and aligning yourself and you said about holding place and space energetically so and speaking about ego death which i'm sure you know about this one as i've been remodeling my business i was like i want like five more clients a month and then i felt god be like you can't hold five more clients a month. and i was like ooh and then I was like what am I gonna argue whatever like I know and I had to get really real with myself and I was like no energetically I I can hold two more clients in a month because if I do five that's not fair to them and I'm setting myself up to fail because I know energetically where I'm at and I'm transitioning in a lot of areas of my life however oftentimes that's not something that is really even talked about either it's just like Oh, well, let's make a goal of making $10,000 well, or 15 or 20. Well, can you even hold that? You made some, you said something really powerful about the responsibility part piece of that. Do you want to talk about a little bit that a little bit on yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that you bring this up. Like there's so much I could say too on, on what it's taken me to get to this point, you know, like I've invested over $70,000 in coaching and mentorship in the last two years alone. I've taken out, I've, you know, I've become a credit card wizard where I'm like really good at navigating that, but you know, even just the mindset of being an entrepreneur of understanding that this is a long game right? Yeah. Doctors go to school for eight years before they become doctors. And they're not bitching mm-hmm. about the process in the meantime. They're not like, oh, I got to go to more. I mean, maybe a little, but they understand what they're getting themselves into. Right. So yeah. I do think there's a lot to be said, even on like what goes into getting to this point of entrepreneurship, but in terms of the responsibility, I've really shifted my energy, right? Cause I'm sure a lot of the listeners you're familiar with manifestation and law yes. of attraction, and maybe you've even experienced it where you set a goal and you're visualizing and it doesn't happen. And you're like, what the, like what? Come on yeah. universe. Like I want it. I want it. So for me, I am a business coach. So, you know, I love money. I'm not going to lie. Like people were, were all like, Oh, it's like, the no, we love money on here. Money's good. Money's good, right? We don't have to criminalize our desire for wanting money. However, I've noticed that when my energy is solely around manifesting money and that's my sole goal, I don't achieve it. When I shift my energy to be like, I want to serve four additional women this month. 
And that's a different energy. And I come from a place of service, but then it is responsibility to hold space for those clients, right? I'm having like, now I have a mastermind, which is more scalable, but before I did mostly one-on-one work. And when you're working one-on-one, you're literally like, in essence, trading your time for money, right? So can you handle the extra calls on your schedule? Not even that. I love my clients. So I think about them like yes. when we're not together too. I'm like, I'm like, it's like late at night. And I'm like, oh my God, she said this thing. Oh my God, she can do this. Like, oh, that's so cool. So there is, they take up a lot of space in your life. And like, yeah. it's the most beautiful thing ever. But, but depending on your business model too, right? Everybody nowadays is like, I want to just create an online course and like, just like not even be in my business. I'm like, why? Like, don't you love working with people? Like, why would you want to step away from your business so soon? Like, eventually, yes. And and having different streams of income, yes, 1000%. But I, I love my clients. I literally love them. Like, they yes. become my family. They become my friends. Uh-huh. I, I love working with them. So, like, can you hold space for that yeah. many people? What is your energy like, too? Is your energy like, I just want to make $20,000 a month and I don't want to, like, you know, I'm not even thinking about, like, the the service, the energetic exchange that I'm giving to receive that level of income, mm. right? And then there's also, too, like, structuring your offers in a way where you can maximize your income earning potential while also maximizing the amount of service that you provide. So I think understanding that as a coach, as a service-based business, if you want to just throw pre-recorded evergreen courses at people all day till you're blue in the face, okay, maybe that'll work for you. And maybe there's less, no, not even, there's still responsibility in that Mm -hmm. because you still have to manage like the systems to get that set up. And that's responsibility. You have to manage the payments and, or, or you have staff and then you're managing your staff and your employees and the people that work for you. And that's responsibility, right? They're coming to you like, Hey, I have this question or Hey, like, what do I do here? That's responsibility. So it doesn't matter the type of business model that you have. If you're doing one-on-one coaching, or if you have like a freaking evergreen coaching course that a thousand people sign up for, even that is still mm-hmm. responsibility because you have to set everything up in order to get to that point. So a lot of people want to make the money. They want to have this business, but they don't, they're not being honest with themselves or realistic about what it takes to hold energetically that level of business. Uh, girl, the Holy grail. I just love that we came on this because it is so much truth to it. And when you were talking about when you change your energetics of like serving versus money, I was listening to this podcast the other day and I can't remember the name of the book. Names is not my specialty. Like I'm a visual learner. (laughs) I can, oh goodness. But, and he was saying in this, he was, he wrote a book and he was being interviewed and the woman asked him, she's like, so what makes the difference between like how some people, um, like they, they launch a book and they want to have like $10 million sale. And um, they both had the same goal in mind, but one reaches it and the other doesn't. And um, he explained it so beautifully. Well, he said it could be multiple reasons, but he said a lot what you said. He's like, a lot of it is what are what is the energetics behind it? Are you wanting to make 10, 10 million because that's just what you want to make? That's the money. He said, I'm not wronging you for it, but are you, or was maybe the one person sold the book because she wanted it to reach 10 million people. Like she wanted it to reach millions and thousands of people to serve them because she knew the impact. She knew what it was, the change that it was going to create in their life. And so that was what made her actually manifest that and reach her goal because of the service that was behind it. It wasn't just, oh, I want the money. Not that money is bad. That's not where we're going. Like you and I said, like money is we should absolutely embody it and claim it. It's a byproduct of service. Yes. Yes. But it's like when you actually can stand back and be like, yes, this, like you said, it's a byproduct of the service that I get for serving, like you said, for women, you know, this month and creating a change in their life and helping them, whatever it was for years would be with doing sales. And when he was saying this, and now you hear him say, I was like, 
oh, this needs to be talked about more. So I love that you brought that out because it's a very loud, noisy world. And I feel like today's episode is just going to be so refreshing. Like, I thank you so much for being so real because it just removed a lot. It removes a lot of smoke and mirrors and brings the realness out. Uh, and it also, we want to see other people succeed. So it's like, for some women, I'm like, honestly, I don't know if, if it's a business that you're desiring. Is it truly, some, is that what you're desiring or is it, there's an unfulfillment with inside of you that you, that gets to be fulfilled another way because I love helping women step into the business world, but it's not for everybody. And there is Absolutely. a whole, <laughs> there's a whole side to it. And so I'm so glad that we got into it. And I wanted to ask you, cause I know, like, I don't know, I wasn't keeping track of time, but I'm like, Obviously, we had such a good conversation. I would love to keep you forever, but um, I have two more questions that I wanted to ask you. One is, is what, what is, what is one thing that you would say to a woman who is really struggling right now in her business? And she's like, just give me one piece of advice that I can start doing today to, um, to increase my sales. Mm, to increase her sales. I would say, I would say two things. So I'm really big on bringing divine guidance into business. And I know we didn't really get into that in this episode, but a big part of my story is having a major spiritual awakening in 2017. And for me, something that I always do is I pray for guidance on how to show up and what to say and how to serve. So a lot of times we try to solve the problem from the level of mind, from the level of our ego, but I love the quote by Einstein that we cannot solve the problem at the same level of thinking that we use to create it. So I've noticed for me, when I pray, I get answers. Mm-hmm. They're not always right away, but sometimes they're right away. The second thing I would say was getting back to your ideal client. And the person, the ideal person that you're serving. So one of the first things that I do with my clients when we start working together is helping them get clear on who they're serving and what is the main desire that you're fulfilling for your people, right? So a lot of times we we get in our own way by becoming almost too emotionally attached to our service instead of making it about the person that we're serving. Because in order to have a business, meaning that somebody is is giving you their hard-earned money for your work, you need to be fulfilling a desire for them. You need to be fulfilling that market demand. So if something's not working, my question is, are are you energetically a match? Are you using the words that are a match? Are you marketing and presenting your offers in a way that is a match to this market demand that is created by your ideal clients? And if you don't know how to do that, then pray for the answers and they will come to you. And also do research, like not just all woo-woo spiritual, like learn practical skills on how to do that. Oh, yes. I'm like, oh, maybe we need to do a part two of this podcast episode because I want to <laughs> I want to hear all of that divine awakening that you had because that is so important that's a big portion of and so yeah um yeah if you're open to it, I would love to do a part two maybe in a few weeks just to bring that out so where can they find you where I'll attach the links in the show notes but where can they find you what do you have going on right now and all the juicy details yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and, and I can give that to you to put in the show notes or you have my Instagram mm-hmm. um, at I am Sophia Christine. So I am S-O-P-H-I-A Christine. That's my Instagram. I also have a podcast as well. It's called the Divine Business Codes. 
So that's on Spotify. You can listen to it. Um, I'll send you the link for that. And a lot of, a lot of really, really powerful conversations about spirituality and business and sales and leadership. Um, So that's a great resource as well. And then in terms of my offering and ways that I work with people, I have several different ways. I have a mastermind that um, depending on the time of year, we're about to go on a wait list actually. So if anybody's listening and you're interested in getting on the wait list for that, um, that's something we can discuss. I work with people one-on-one and then every now and then I do like smaller, smaller programs as well. Um, In February, I'm doing a two-week sales accelerator, which is super fun. And I'm actually co-hosting it with another coach friend of mine and we're bringing in elements of nervous system regulation. So she'll be teaching the Mm -hmm. nervous system regulation part. We'll be incorporating breath work and then I'll be teaching the sales side of it as well. So that's, that's a really fun um, way to grow your business with us too. Ah, girl, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for everything that you shared. I know that they're going to walk away today with like so much. They're just going to feel like a breath of fresh air came in and I can do this. And that was what I was aiming for. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unchained and Untamed. I'm confident that you received exactly what you require to unleash your potential and unapologetically own your feminine heart and soul and be the woman that God has created you to be. It's time to take the next step on your transformational journey. Apply what you've learned and know that I am here to support you every step of the way. I'd love to hear what your biggest shifts and ahas were that you received from this podcast. So make sure to shoot me a message and follow me on Instagram at Schrock underscore Leona. See you there.